Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm an astrologer in New York, and it's 6.30 here in New York City on a nice, beautiful Sunday where spring is in the air. Um, and what we do here on the Weekly Weather is we talk about the weather in the heavens above and how it works and what you can expect on the week ahead. And we have a busy, busy week ahead of us. Um, we had the, uh, the Aries Ingress on this week on Wednesday. So we're starting a whole new season of spring. Um, and, of course, the Aries Ingress is always an important time. Some astrologers think of that as the beginning of the year. Others use it as Capricorn, the night of the, you know, the day of the longest night and the shortest day, Christmas time, December 21st, when it's at the bottom of the chart. But for the eastern, northern hemisphere folks, for us here, this is when the sun crosses the equator and we start to go into the growing season. So we feel it, and it's like a new beginning, and the, the energy rises, and it kind of feels like, oof, time to roll. So one of the things we like to do on the Aries Ingress to celebrate it, if you want to think of it as the month, that's cool. If you want to think of it as the season, that's cool. And if you want to think of it as the beginning of a whole new year, that's cool too. Um, any rate, we're going to have a, I'm going to have a webinar at 7:30 tonight, uh, kind of covering, covering the in, the ingress, and you're all welcome to register and sign up for it. Um, and we send out the MP3, the MP4, and a recording of the slides um, when we give it to you uh, when we finish it. So you're welcome to sign up, and that'll be tonight at 7:30. But what we want to do with the ingress is we want to recognize it's an initiating energy. As the sun goes across the equator, it says, okay, now every day is going to be a minute longer and every night a minute shorter. And equinox, day and night are equal, is right at the equator. And we now head towards the summer solstice with the energy increasing. Now this week, last week was, of course, a really interesting week because the equinox actually had um, right after it happened, we had a full moon in Libra Aries because it was zero Aries, zero Libra. And, of course, in that time, that was when the Mueller report was released, so we've got that story running around in the news. But we also had Mercury retrograde, uh, and he's right on Neptune. So a lot of people were getting news this last week, whether it was good news or bad news. It was Mercury-Neptune news often made you emotional, made you react, maybe made you cry. I know I had a couple days of good old tears there. Kate came in on Friday and the two of us were playing sad songs (laughs) on the Internet, making ourselves cry. It was a very productive morning, not really. But we were, you know, we were both in the mood like for a good cry. So she turned me on to this thing and every time I think about it I started to cry and it's a little kid it was written by it's called Beloved and I'm drawing the name in the blank who it's the the group who it's written by Um, but it is the story of a a young man writing the story of his grandmother dying a song about his grandmother dying and um, it's by Mumford and Sons so go look at that at the end of this show if you need a good cry or if you need to remember love. Uh, and so anyway, it's this little kid. I'm going to cry when I tell you about it. There's this little kid going in and talking to his grandmother. She's in the hospital. And then he, they go on this adventure. They escape the hospital. And they run around town and they do all sorts of things. And then it ends with her being back in the hospital bed with a hepatic uh, thing in her hand. 
and he's talking about his children playing at her feet while she leaves. It's just beautiful. So if you need a good cry, go for that. If you need a happy one, we were crying. It's all about the bass. You know, we were playing that and crying about that one. So watch for the emotions, because Mercury this week is going to station, but he's stationing right on Neptune. And so from now until April 9th, (laughs) I know that feels like a long time, emotions are going to be very, very much at the surface, very easily pulled up. You know, I started talking about, I have the group that meets at my house once a month here to do charts. And some really good food today, too, I might add. I did this delicious Brussels sprout salad with gorgonzola, pecans, cranberries, and a mustard vinaigrette. I did not put uh, I did not put any onions in it, but it was fabulous. So it's really good food, but it's also a great energy time, right? Because we're in spring, we're in the mood for greens, we're in all this stuff. So I'm talking about it to them, and I'm trying to tell the story, and I'm crying away, and I got the whole group crying. It's very contagious. <laughs> So whether you're laughing, and we actually had a number of hysterical laughs today because Mercury-Neptune, you just take off. You're flying. And then we had a number of people getting teary. So just know high emotion April 9th, long time. But as Mercury stations this week on Neptune, it's a lot about making your dreams come true or a lot about learning about things that are perhaps inevitable. And one of the things we were talking about in one of the groups I facilitate was very much about living in the moment and really honoring that uh, that moment energy uh, that there, we don't have tomorrow. We don't have yesterday. All we have is today. And so really doing that AA thing of living in the moment, sometimes even the second, because really this is all we have is that present. Of course, this is the weekly weather, so I'm going to tell you about the weather of the week ahead. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you to live in the moment. Cry when you need to cry. Sing when you need to sing. Try and dance a little because it's Mercury-Neptune. It's all about the feelings and the flow. And with Mercury stationing right in Neptune's arms, imagine. Now, for some people, this is literally showing up as floods in their basement, water in their house. California officially doesn't have a drought in L.A. anymore because there's been so much rain. This is good. It means it's not going to burn down. But honor the, the high water energy of the heavens and the high emotional feelings of the heavens because the energy is very cardinal, which is running around a lot, and it's very emotional, which is flowing, water, fluid. Um, and so as we work with that energy as we're going forward, just kind of really you know, think about it. Not a lot of air and a good amount of earth, which speaks to us about grounding, right? We have a grounding energy, especially in the Ingress chart. We have an earth rising for the East Coast and uh, a moon in Virgo. So a lot of energy. And, of course, that moon in Virgo is very much about the process and how we, how we proceed. So it's also a really good time for to-do lists. Moon in Virgo is a really good time for fasting, you know, in the initiation a lot of times of the spring, it's when we get all the fresh greens and the fresh grasses and the Easter eggs, the eggs start coming. You know, back in the old days, we didn't necessarily have chickens, but the springtime was when the eggs all started to get laid and we would have eggs. That's where Easter, the premise of the eggs come from. So before there was whole foods, uh, but also that fresh new life coming, watching for the crocus, watching for the flower, watching for the tiny little bud on the tree 
just starting out. The little things creeping out from earth, saying, hi, I'm here, I'm here. And if you find they make you sad or they make you cry or you're feeling a little melancholy, through April 9th, you're right in sync with that Mercury stopped on the Neptune, turning into Neptune's arms and saying, it's all about love. It's always all about love. Uh, Mars this week is in Taurus, which is a sign of deep feeling uh, and energy, and he is moving in this week into Gemini. So we have uh, three planets changing signs this week, actually. Um, The sun just went into Aries, of course, that's last week. But Mars is changing out of Taurus into Gemini, so he's back and forth. He's going to be shifting a bit, and he's going to be working with that Gemini back and forth, back and forth, this or that. How do we do it? Boop, boop, boop. Choices, opportunities, ideas. And Venus is changing out of Aquarius, where she's in a little bit of a detached mode. You wouldn't tell it from me with all the crying I've been doing. But she's in kind of attached mode, and she goes into Pisces, where she's very sentimental. And then, of course, Mercury stationing direct in Pisces on Neptune. <laughs> on Neptune, And, of course, Venus entering Pisces going to kick up Mercury and Neptune. And it, she's going to get there. You know, trust me, she catches up with the boys. But um, so just watch your emotions, watch your feelings. If you find you're running extra sentimental or extra sensitive, or you get some news, like I did this week, that was not good, but it also was okay. This is this may be my new reality. I'm hoping with Mercury retrograde it's going to shift a little because I keep going, well, Mercury is retrograde. <laughs> Maybe it won't be as bad as it feels. But honor that energy and honor how you do the research, honor how you do the rewords, reconnect. Of course, a lot of people are hearing from their ghosts, people from their past who they were very, very emotionally attached to coming back, and really people from any part of your life, because Mercury is at the last degree and the last sign of the zodiac, right? So this is the wrap-up, man, for many, many, many relationship energies, many, many, many emotional energies. And so honor what needs to be released and honor what needs to be honored. And you may not talk to the person. You may just hear from them or dream about them. Dreams are out of control lately, according to many, many of my clients. Very vivid dreams where they, you know, I had one guy, you know, his dad, his father passed away last year, and his father keeps calling him in the dream on the cell phone and saying, hi, it's dad. (laughs) And, you know, I'm with your mom because the mom passed away. And I'm like, well, what does he say? He goes, well, I ask him where he is, and he hangs up on me. I said, no, 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 don't ask him where he is. Ask him what he wants to tell you, (laughs) you know. But he's checking in, right? So very much you can hear from the other side. Um, I had something happen this week that made me very emotional, which you can obviously hear in my voice. And when my aunt wrote me with the news, my mother, two minutes before, who has been passed away since 1982, 83, she died in the spring of 83, um, I got a picture of her grave from my sister's best friend in Rochester who walks her dog in the memorial park where my mother's buried. So my aunt sends me this bad news email, and, and then I get a picture of my mother's grave. And I'm like, oh, my mother is checking in from the other side. Got it. And then the next day when my aunt sent me further information, I got a picture of my house that I grew up in, in up in Rochester, which has been out of the family for years, but my childhood home. So watch for messages not just from this part of the earth, 
but from the other side because they might want to be talking to you. They might want to be helping you clear some old things and release them. Remember, Chiron just changed into Aries out of Pisces. So he just finished a 50-year journey. And now Mercury's in that section dancing on the things that Chiron was on. And he's saying to you, understand the wounding, but understand what it gave you. Understand the wound's potential for healing you understand how you feel on a deeper deeper level i will talk to you about your soul and mercury neptune conjunct is really your soul's work so listen for the message from your soul and listen from the people that were your soulmates and sometimes they were painful soulmates they took your soul and they sent it through the washing machine a couple times on high and it shrunk in the heat of the dryer you know or maybe they were just people that were there to help you in your journey so just really be gentle this week everybody's going to be very emotional all these planets changing lots of turbulence lots of turbulence in the heavens means lots of turbulence here on earth it is only a two-page week but with three planets changing signs and mercury neptune stationing in a big old way man and the charts are really active you may find you're feeling extra extra emotional extra sensitive more in the mood to kind of go, go, go. Uh, And as Mars gets out of Taurus, the energy picks up. It gets a little more airborne instead of earthborne. So we have a big shift, or actually a few big shifts. So let's talk the moons. Let me get the moon calendar out here. Um, And then we'll go forward. So as you can tell, the moon's in Scorpio right now. And I do have (laughs) Venus and Saturn and a bunch of planets in Scorpio. Thus I cry uh, so today the moon is in Scorpio. It goes void tonight at 10.24 p.m. with a square to Venus. And then it's void tonight. And then tomorrow morning at 2 in the morning, the 25th, it goes into Sag. This is East Coast time, 2.06. It's in Sag all day Monday, all day Tuesday, going void at 10.37 p.m. on the 26th with a conjunction to Jupiter. And um, that's a nice day. Monday and Tuesday are nice days. In the midst there, Venus enters Pisces on Tuesday at 3.43 p.m. So she's in her exaltation when she's in Pisces, but she also cries her eyes out. Uh, and she goes into Aries on April 20th. Now, in our world, in my world, one of the things that's happening is we do this weekly uh, lecture down at the Open Center, and Gretchen Lord, who has been an absolutely wonderful uh, friend and was initially a client and then a student, excellent astrology, brilliant therapist, and she's leaving us. So we're going to have a goodbye party for her. So if you're in the listening audience and you love Gretchen, stop by the Open Center this Tuesday on the 26th. So Mercury Venus goes into Pisces at 343 that afternoon. So I know I'm going to be crying. And I'm going to guess most of everybody in the room is going to be crying, even though it's happy cries because she's going off. She's letting go of her New York apartment, rent-stabilized though it is, and migrating to New Jersey to be with her beloved Ken. Um, so that's Monday and Tuesday. So you know, a little tear fest there, Tuesday night of the Access Group. Then uh, the moon goes void at 10, uh, 37 p.m. on the 26th, and then it goes into Capricorn at 10.07 a.m. on the 27th. So it's in Cappy on the 27th, the 28th, 
uh, Thursday, and then it goes void late at night, 8.05 p.m. with a trine to Mars. Again, a nice running energy. So 10 in the morning on Wednesday through uh, 8.05 p.m. on Friday, Capricorn moon, Capricorn moon, Capricorn moon, but really productive. Mooning Capricorn is trine to the Mars in Taurus, right? So that's a lovely forward-moving energy. On the 28th, Mercury stations direct and in uh, turns, uh, parking on the uh, parking on the Neptune, and so the day or two before, the between the 28th and the 29th, again very emotional because Mercury stopped on Neptune and Capricorn is all about endings, and one of the things that happens um, on the 29th is Saturn hits Moon hits Saturn and Moon hits Pluto uh, on the nodes of fate. You know they're right. It's Moon and Moon. Saturn and Pluto are all lined up. So Saturn and Pluto occult the moon, which means they don't block it out like an eclipse, but they're very emotional. Now, Capricorn moon, we love them, but they are probably one of the most sensitive signs in the zodiac wrapped in a hard Saturn crust, you know, kind of like a dumpling, hard, chewy outside, soft, mushy inside. So this is a big hit for the Cappy moons this Friday the 29th. Then uh, we have a little void moon for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, and then 9.46 p.m. on the 29th of March, moon goes into Aquarius, and it's in Aquarius on uh, Friday, or Saturday, Friday night, Saturday all day, the 30th, and then the 31st, it's in Aquarius until 11.02 p.m. when it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter. So moon in Aquarius, sextiling Jupiter and Sag. Again, good closing aspects. So even though the week is very turbulent, the aspects are really pretty positive that the moon is making. So you might find yourself in heightened emotion, but it's actually heightened emotion that's designed to take you someplace. And of course, Mercury going direct, he's now going to retrace his steps from when he went retrograde around the, um, around the 18th of February. Uh, when he entered his shadow, and then, of course, all month long, he's been retrograde. Uh, and then on Sunday, Mars enters Gemini at 2.12 in the morning, and Mars will be in Gemini uh, for a while. He'll be in Gemini until um, until the 15th of May. So Gemini has a lot of duality and doubleness and double energies. And again, you know, this is a, this just makes for a very turbulent, very busy very lot, hard to keep track of the news, <laughs> but do pay attention to what you what what comes into your consciousness, what affects you emotionally. Mercury Neptune is going to pull your attention to what needs to be seen. In the same way that when you're watching a play or you're watching a movie and you focus on something and then your eyes are distracted and called over to something else and you're kind of observing it you then see it in a different way. Or if, like, you've seen a movie a few times, right? And you, the first time you see it, you're in the movie experience. The second time you see it, you're looking and you're seeing all different things. Then the third time you're seeing it, you see yet other stuff. So it's, you know, you see more each time you look. So this week, because Mercury is stationing in Neptune, it's going to give you a, a lot of extra stuff to look at and see and understand. So it's big and it's important. And it's juicy, so I encourage you to um, I encourage you to really be as attuned as possible, and just 
sense memory. It's it's not always words, not always going to have words. It's going to have a sense memory. And then if you find yourself bursting into tears like I've been doing the last couple of days, just honor that you need to cry. I got in bed last night, laid there for about 10 minutes, and I thought, I need to get in the, crower, the shower and cry. I got up, got in the shower, cried for about 20 minutes, got back in bed, felt much better, <laughs> and then went to sleep. Because when I got in bed, I was cold. And I was like, oh, no, no, I need to warm up. I need a hot shower that will help my little Pisces moon not feel like it's adrift in the ocean, but feel like it's in a nice warm bathtub. Is Honor yourself. Listen to your moon. Moon is very sensitive this week to the emotional changes because it's in Sagittarius, the vision. It's in Capricorn, the finality. And it's in Aquarius, the hope for the future. It's got three captures it goes through. So it's it's intense this week. So be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. They're all going to be having the same kinds of stuff going on in their world. And depending on where their planets are, it can be a little bit tough out there on planet Earth. So the sun uh, is in Aries this week, and it will be um, went into Aries last Wednesday. And again, tonight at uh, 7.30, I'm doing an Aries webinar on the ingress, which you can apply for 30 days, which is what I'm going to do this year. <laughs> Because I don't want this for the whole year. I don't even know that I want it for the season. Um, so I'm just going to go for the month. The Aries ingress is for the month. This is where astrology is fun. You go, no, no, no. I don't think I want this energy for a year. I want it for a month maximum. I didn't even want it for spring. Um, I'm going to run out of tissues. At any rate, so the sun in Aries goes from three Aries to oh, 12. And it has an aspect with Pluto and uh with Pluto in the south node on the 25th, 26th, which speaks to us about loss and change, and to the part, the planet of relationships on the 27th. It talks to us about our wounds on the 30th. So we're going to kind of see some stuff, and then it also speaks to changing our home and hearth uh, next Monday on April 1st. So we're going to shift into April, uh, you know, next week, a new month, a new end, end of March. And it will go out like a lamb, I think, Came in like a lion. Remember that big snowstorm at the beginning of March? Going out peaceful lack with a lot of tears. <laughs> Mercury this week is in Pisces, going backwards, zoom, 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 stations and goes direct. Um, and he is talking to, uh, he's running between 17 and 16. He's just kind of parked at 16, sitting there hanging out. Stations direct on the 28th. Um, he has an aspect to Neptune, a conjunction exact on the 24th. And then, of course, he's going to conjunct it again when he moves backwards, um, goes forward again. He is talking to Chiron about our wounds. He also has a semi-square to Uranus, so it's kind of shocking news, perhaps, or unexpected news, or news that you didn't really see coming. And it's tied to, um, you know, Uranus just went into Taurus for the first he went in last May, but now he's in for good for the next eight years. So he's now dancing with Uranus, and he's talking to you about the changes you can expect in the next eight years. Hopefully, ones you like, and if not, ones you're going to learn to work with. And uh, remember, you know, part of the part of the story with weeks like this is we get news, and our job is to look at the news and to really understand that it is um, it's going to be reflective of what we what our growth pattern is, I guess is the best way to say it. So just kind of don't go forward. Just sit in the moment, whatever the news is, sit in the moment. Venus this week, she goes from 29 Aquarius into Pisces, as I mentioned before. She enters Pisces on the 26th at 3.43 p.m. 
and she's in Pisces until the middle of April, um, which makes her very sentimental. She's in her exaltation in Pisces. So she meets up with the note of fate on the 26th, so look at who you meet. She has a sextile to Uranus on the 27th, which is very productive, especially after Mercury has the has the semi-square to Uranus. So Venus and Mercury, kind of like one coming in and yelling at you, making you cry, and the other one coming in and going, are you okay? You don't look, you know, you look really sad. And you're kind of like, I am really sad. She's like, okay, come on, come sit over here, let's cuddle. Because Venus and Venus and Pisces likes to cuddle. It wants to take care of you. There's a contraparallel uh, with relationships on the 27th, where you see things in a new way. And also there's some kind of healing opportunity on the 28th, where uh, Venus is in a, in a contraparallel to Uranus, which gives a kick, big kick. Venus is also semi-square Saturn. So the semi-square to Saturn makes us think about our structures, how we're going to get supported, where we're going to get support, what we're going to do, um, and a lot of times what our financial stories are. So you want to, with Venus going into Pisces, really kind of pay attention to money, pay attention to value. Next month is very tough on the financial markets for the U.S., uh, and for basically the world, too, because Saturn and Pluto are both going into their uh, respective, the south node of the moon, and Saturn and Pluto are going to go into their own planetary nodes. Now, I just had an article published, which I'm going to put up on my website and probably post on Facebook for people to read, about the planetary nodes are coming. Uh, last time this happened, Pluto into its south node 250 years ago. It's big. You know what it's like when planets go in the south node. It's like, oh, my God, that's the news. Last time Saturn went into his was 29 years ago. Okay, so we have that plus the lunar nodes, which the last time they were both there was 19, at least 19 years, maybe longer. So big, big, big footing, big stuff next month. Uh, and so, you know, looking at your financial situation and understanding it, understanding the economic reaction of stuff. Uh, and then Venus is in a quintile to Jupiter. Uh, and then Venus is sesquiquadrate Athena, which is a lot about strategy and strategic approaches to things. Mars this week is moving in uh, last degrees of Taurus. And he has a union with Sedna, the ocean goddess. Again, water, water, fluid water, makes a lot of water. He has a quintile to Neptune on the 29th and a biquintile to Athena, which is strategic thinking, which is an interesting energy as he approaches that last degree. And then on the 31st, next at the end of the month, he goes into Gemini. So he's in a frisky place when he's in Gemini. He has a lot of energy around, okay, this is how we're going to proceed. This is what we're going to do. These are our choices. And Jupiter, as he, uh, so watch the Mars shift, and then he's going to be in Gemini for a while. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I don't remember how long, but it's, I can look it up, but we have other stuff to cover. Jupiter is in Sag, aspecting the nodes of fate this week at 23-24. So he's in, inviting you to make some choices. So Jupiter in Sagittarius is in conjunct to the North Node in Cancer. So he is bringing that North Node in Cancer some information about health and healing and how to proceed. And he is bringing the South Node some news that he may not have seen or he may have seen but not really put together in a way. Jupiter is sextile to Athena uh, on the 27th, which is kind of pushing us in a new space or a new way to think about stuff. And Saturn is in conjunct to Juno, uh, which is um, at 19 Capricorn, Juno's at... 
19 Gemini. So there's an adjustment in the relationship, the marriage, the partnership, especially as structured through time and space. So your job is to go, wow, there's a structural change in my partnerships. How do I want to handle it? What do I want to do with it? What do I do? What do I do with it? And Uranus is parallel to Juno on the 24th, today, tomorrow, asking us how we want to partner in creative ways with our lives. Because Uranus, of course, is in Taurus and Juno's in Gemini. The two of them are kind of saying, well, if that's what's going to happen, then we have, we have to have a plan. So that's what you're looking for. Neptune parallels Vesta on the 25th. A lot of energy around pushing things forward. Pluto is square to Pallas Athena on the 30th, uh, which is, you know, strategic communications. And Athena is square to the north nodes on the 28th. Um, and she also is opposite to Eris on the 29th. So there's a lot of energy with Athena asking you to look at situations in a way that you hadn't looked at them before. And Juno is biquintile, the south node, inviting us to understand how we partner with people. Still a couple spaces left on the Tuscany trip. Um, hope you can join us. It's going to be in May. Um, and if you can't, that's okay. And if you are on the Tuscany trip um, and you would like to get a beginner class, we've got my assistants have set it up. Um, so I'm going to send a note out to them too. My assistants have set it up for a download. And a number of people have been asking for a beginner class. So we're going to probably set that up for pay, not for the, you know, the Tuscany people get it for free, but for pay for the rest of you if you're interested in taking a beginner class with me. It's a class I recorded a couple years ago when I was up in uh, Vermont with Beth Shaw of the Bodhi Tree. Uh, hi, Beth. Shout out to her. She hosted me, and it was a really nice class. People learned a lot of basic astrology. You get a little book and go forward from there. So I wish you all a good week, hopefully not filled with too many tears, but if it is, just remember, it's all about the love. That's all we have. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off. Bye-bye.